Yannick Hollenbach is a security automation engineer at Iteratech GmbH, working on and with open source security testing tools to continuously detect security vulnerabilities in the company's software and systems. He's also a member of the OWASP Juice Shop project team. Yannick joins us to discuss multi-juicer, or how to run Juice Shop in a Kubernetes cluster with a separate Juice Shop instance for each user. For Season 7 and beyond, we've launched our YouTube channel, Application Security Podcast, where we post the video feeds for all our episodes. you want to check it out, as many interviews now have demos included where we capture screen during the interview. We hope you enjoy this conversation with Yannick Hollenbach. At Security Journey, we believe security is every developer's job. We work with our customers to help them build long-term, sustainable security culture amongst all their developers. Our approach is to provide security education that's conversational, quick, hands-on, and fun. We don't do lectures. Instead, we let the experts talk about what's important. Modules are quick, 10 to 20 minutes in length. We believe in hands-on experiments, builder and breaker style, that allow your developers to put what they learned into action. And lastly, fun. Training doesn't have to be boring. We make it engaging and fun for the developers. Visit www.securityjourney.com to sign up for a free trial of the Security Dojo. Hey folks, welcome to this episode of the Application Security Podcast. This is Chris Romeo, CEO of Security Journey and co-host of the podcast. I'm also joined by Robert Hurlbut. Hey, Robert. Hey, Chris. Yeah, it's Robert Hurlbut, Threat Modeling Architect. Good to be here. And we are joined by our first ever video-based guest here. This is Yannick Hollenbach. And Yannick, the way we like to start these conversations is we want to dive right into what is your security origin story? How did you get into this crazy world of application security? Yeah, um, I think I have a pretty normal background, I would just say, because my security background basically started in university where I took a security class and... um, it was a really nice security ca- uh, class because we were actually using uh, OS Shop in the class to learn about security vulnerabilities and testing different security vulnerabilities out. And it was a really hands-on class. So the instructor, um, Timo Pagel, um, who is also a member of the uh, OS Shop team, did a lot, lot of walking around, helping us with the, with the challenges, instructing us how to do certain things. And it was really, really cool. And uh, it got me really hooked on security. And I basically... After the class, I had to do an internship, and I just walked up to Timo and said, hey, I would like to do more on that. And he recommended me a company to work for. And it's basically how I got to my current company, because Timo knew that they were also using Shop for their security trainings and said, okay, that sounds like a good match. And that's how I started the current company, doing various security topics, and also got me to work more on Shop because I'm now like... Uh, a member of the Tushop team. So when you started your college career, then you were planning to be a developer, just be someone who writes code, or what, what was your what was your original plan? Uh, yeah, my original plan was just to be a basically normal developer. And my current plan hasn't, hasn't really changed that because I <laughs> still want to be at least some form of a developer. But I currently have like a role where I do both. I do security and I also do development. It's something I, which I'm really happy with because I can do both things, which make fun to me. 
Cool, cool. So it's it's exciting that you got your introduction to application security through Juice Shop. Um, we've had Bjorn on the show a number of times, and we're yeah. big fans. Both Robert and I, big fans of Juice Shop and yeah. all the things that it can do. And so it's pretty cool to to hear somebody like you use Juice Shop, and then you're like, yeah. "Hey, I think I can make a career out of this." Yeah, I think that's going to be like a, a trend in security that G-Shop is going to be the introduction to security for a lot of folks because it's very accessible for new people wanting to begin with security and want to learn stuff. Yeah, and there's a lot of cool things happening in the Juice Shop front as well. It's yeah. going to make it even more usable uh, from the perspective of somebody who's new. Uh, so yeah. Juice Shop, we've talked to Bjorn, like I said, a number of times that the Topic we want to sh- discuss today is this project that you're working on called Multi-Juicer, which once again, yes. great name, fits into the whole juice shop <laughs> kind of scheme, Multi-Juicer. Yeah. I wanted to hear though, what's the origin story of Multi-Juicer? Because yeah. whenever we talk to OWASP project people, we always ask this question because I find mm-hmm. it fascinating. What made you want to build this project and what was the story for how that had happened? It's basically it basically started from a problem we had at our company because we're running our security trainings with Juice Shop and we are basically doing like one day trainings to get the developers up and running and teach them the basics about security and we just noticed that we we're spending a lot of our time on the trainings to help people set up Juice Shops on their own machine. So whatever did we did a one day training the first two hours would be just uh, troubleshooting problems people would have with the Juice Shop on their machine. And Juice is a really, really easy to install application, at least in most cases. But uh, no matter how easy the application is to install, something can always go wrong and we would see that it just happens. And we basically asked ourselves, okay, how can we just provide the Juice instances to the trainees? Um, and we came to the conclusion that the only good way to do that is if we uh, host all the Juice instances ourselves. And the problem with Juice is basically the G-Shop is a single user application. It's not really intended to be run by multiple, multiple users at a time. Uh, and our solution was basically, okay, we have to, if we have a training for 20 people, we have to, ha- we have to run 20 G-Shop instances. And we need to find a way to expose these instances to the users. And that's how we landed at the current architecture of multi-juicer. Multi-juicer is basically a, a wrapper around G-Shop uh, and it's basically a load balancer balancing traffic to in- individual Juice instances. It is now is multi-juicer tied into Kubernetes, or can I use other orchestration mm-hmm. platforms? Or kind of what's what's the tie-in here between multi-juicer and orchestration? Yeah, um, we we had a few iterations of multi-juicer before we open sourced it, and our current version of multi-juicer is basically really tied to Kubernetes. So the basic flow is um, a, a user for the training goes to the multi-juicer page, which is basically just a registration form where they could, can put in their names and say, okay, I want to have a Juice instance. And they click on the, uh, on the join button or the start hacking button, I think it's called. Uh, and what's happening in the background is that multi-juicer tells Kubernetes, okay, Kubernetes, please spin up a new Juice instance for me. And we will then wait until Kubernetes signals us that the Juice instance is ready. And we can then start, uh, we can then say the, particip- uh, the participant that the Juice instance is ready. And they can basically use Juice just uh, like they would on their normal machine. But they wouldn't have to uh, go around the hassle of setting it up on their machine themselves, which basically meant that our trainings now have like two additional hours because we don't have to 
uh, work around troubleshooting the instances of the people. So does each person then have their own instance? If I have 10 people connecting, you have 10 juice shop instances running, for example? Um, that depends a little bit because normally if you have like trainings where every participant just works for themselves, then we have 10 people equals 10 juice shop instances. Mm-hmm. Uh, and multi juicer will just go go ahead and spin them up uh, them, uh, by itself. So we don't have like to have an administrator to spin up the instances by hand because it just happens uh, automatically in the background. Um, but we also have like the concept of teams. So when you join uh, a team or when we basically start multi juicer, you type in a team name. And if somebody else wants to join the same team, then can, they could uh, put in the same team name uh, and a pin code, which the person who originally created the team got um, so that they can work on the same juice instance and collaborate on there. Okay, because so you can normally, have a team of yeah. however many that's connecting to one juice yeah. shop instance. Okay. Yeah. Is there reporting based on that then? So like, is there points that the team earns together or anything like that, like a leaderboard? Um, uh, currently, there's no like, no such thing like an automatic leaderboard. It's something where we really want to go in the future. Um, what you can always do is juice shop. Juice shop has like this automatic, well, not, not, maybe not automatic, but they have like a CTF mode mm-hmm. where solving a challenge mm-hmm. gives you a flag which you can then put into a, a CTF leaderboard like CTFD or I think Facebook captured the flag. Or I think there was like a third one which just got integrated into G-Shop. And, but there are different options at the moment, but it's basically like a, not, like a manual procedure. So the participant would have to go copy that flag and uh, paste it into the CTF platform. So with multi-juicer then, what, what do I get when I download Multijuicer? Is it a Docker container, which then runs Kubernetes in a Docker container? Or what, what, is, what, what are the component pieces? Uh, yeah, basically, um, it's, it works a little bit different because Multijuicer doesn't really uh, handle the Kubernetes cluster itself. So we assume that you already got a Kubernetes cluster up and running. Or we also have like a few guides to help you go through and create Kubernetes cluster on different cloud environments. So we have like an guide for AWS. Uh, we have a guide for Azure, I think, one for DigitalOcean, which uh, walks you through how to create a Kubernetes cluster specifically for uh, multi-juicer, uh, and then also how to install multi-juicer onto the Kubernetes cluster. And the way we package up our application or multi-juicer in specific, um, we have like a Helm chart, and Helm is like a package manager for Kubernetes. So as soon as long as you have like a Kubernetes cluster up and running, you can basically just uh, run in your command line Helm install multi-juicer. And that's basically all you have to do. And Helm will then install multi-juicer on the cluster. And then you have the multi-juicer up and running and can start hacking on the multi-juicer instances. So do I get upgrades through Helm then on a given cluster when you release a new version of either multi-juicer or juice yeah, Multijuicer basically um, has like a fixed Juice uh, Shop version it is using. Um, the current Multijuicer version is 3.1, I think, and it comes with Juice Shop 10.1, which is the most recent Juice Shop release. Uh, and if you want to do an upgrade to an, a newer Juice Shop version, you would have to um, run Helm upgrade to up- upgrade to the newer Multijuicer version and the packaged uh, upgraded Juice Shop version. Okay. Uh, so sounds like the most complicated thing in multi-juicer is probably going to be setting up the cluster. Yeah. Um, that's also something which we would like to, like to help people who are just starting with Kubernetes a little bit more 
um, we're currently thinking about and planning a little bit to provide um, Terraform modules, okay. um, which would basically give us a way to just say, okay, if you want to run multi-juice on AWS, you can just say um, Terraform up and then include the, the uh, multi-juice Terraform module for AWS and it will set up, um, I think they called EKS cluster, Celestic mm -hmm. Kubernetes service on AWS. Yeah. It would basically include everything from the box and would give you like a recommended Kubernetes cluster for multi-juicer. What's the largest uh, number of juice shop instances you've seen anybody spin up inside a multi-juicer? I mean, we're talking 10,000 juice shops. Uh, I haven't seen 10,000 juice shops yet. So the problem is I, I, I heard a few rumors of people using it for at least one to 200 juice shop instances in parallel. But I'm not sh uh, I, I don't really know the numbers because I wasn't involved in setting these instances up myself. Yeah. It's also pretty cool that uh, as soon as we put it open source, some, some larger organization already used multi-juicer to run larger trainings than we ever did internally. And it seems to have worked out nicely because I never got any, <laughs> any cries for help that anything broke. Um, I'm currently talking with somebody who's planning to uh, uh, use multi-juicer for trainings with up to 1,000 people at a time. Uh, which I'm pretty excited about because it's like a, a an order of magnitude, magnitude higher than I've seen it before. Yeah, you're certainly solving a problem that uh, is real. So I did an in-person training with our OWASP meetup here in the Triangle of, in Raleigh, North Carolina. And what I did is I just went to Heroku and used the Juice Shop deploy button and just hit it yeah. a bunch of times in a row. So I ended <laughs> yeah. up spinning up like 10 instances of juice shop in my free yeah. Heroku instance area. And, yeah. but it was, yeah, I mean, so, I mean, but it was, it was kludgy in, in how I had to do that. And so I love the fact yeah. that you're giving people something that's more of a systematic approach and yeah. we have some cool things you're going to be able to do in the future because you've got everybody connected through a single cluster. Yeah, um, that's also something which was pretty important to us that you have the ability to run all the G-Shop instances under the same address. If you spin up 10 Heroku instances, you probably have like 10 different addresses you then have to hand out to the participants. I did. I did. And <laughs> I, ran around, I ran around table yeah. to table and I was throwing out pieces of paper like, here, this is your instance, yeah. this is yours. It was yeah. messy. That's, yeah, that's just a hassle we would like to avoid in the future. And that's basically one of the reasons why we started Multi-Juicer. So what have you seen from the adoption perspective? You mentioned in our pre-discussion about adoption of multi-juicer since it went open source. What, what is that? What, what have you seen there? Yeah, it's pretty interesting because um, it's something which a lot of companies are like a bit uh, trying to hide if they are using it or not, or at least are not like uh, announcing it out in the wild that we're using this. But we've seen a few companies which are, few larger companies and also some smaller companies uh, starting to use G-Shop in their own trainings, which I'm also pretty excited about. That the first, at least, I think I know of two universities which started using multi-juicer or are currently evaluating multi-juicer for their security classes to pro provide G-Shop instances for the, for the students, which is like basically like a nice tie back to my, uh, my startings of my security career with G-Shop. Uh, using Juicehub in classes. So when you think about the future then of multi-juicer, what, uh, what are some of the features and things that you have on the roadmap that we'll be yeah. able to do in coming revisions, coming versions? Yeah. 
uh, one feature I'm really looking forward to is like a dashboard view to see who or which which teams have solved which challenges to give uh, trainees uh, or trainers more mostly trainers a better overview to how far the participants participants got along which challenges did they solve which challenges are they having problems with right now and just also for instances of multi-juicer we are not like uh, catered to like a two-day or one-day trainings but basically like long-running multi-juicer instances where you just say okay We had company XY have like this multi-juicer installation. And whenever you want to learn something about security, you can just go to multi-juicer, go onto your uh, G-Shop instances and learn something and give like the security teams a better insight about what challenges um, individual developers have already solved and a better insight to how far the security trainings got along. So if somebody wants to provide input or feedback on multi-juicer, what's the best avenue for them to interact with you and with the project? Um, uh, the very best way for at least some like easy to solve questions um, or just general feedback would be the project juice shop channel in the OWASP Slack space. Um, we are pretty active there, both me and Bjorn and providing feedback there. Uh, so if somebody has a question and wants, it, wants an easy answer, We are pretty. We respond pretty pretty quickly on the questions. And if somebody has like a bigger problem where they need to uh, like uh, include a stack trace or whatever, uh, then the best thing is to open up an issue on the GitHub page. Great, um, Yannick. Any final words you would leave uh, for our audience? Advice as somebody who's spent a lot of time with Juice Shop here so far. What mm -hmm. uh, what's kind of your concluding remarks? Uh, yeah, definitely try out multi-juicer. <laughs> and also, uh, always feel free to give us feedback, both uh, positive or negative, and how you're using it. Um, also, maybe if you're a company who is using uh, multi-juicer and I don't know about yet, maybe we should start something like a like a section in the readme of companies who are already using it and can provide some feedback on how they're using it. And also, we are always open to new pull requests, both G-Shop and multi-juicer. Um, to new features or customizations they want to do. Um, that would be really cool. Well, Yannick, thank you for all the efforts you're putting into building this project. You know, most of our audience knows that people aren't getting paid in the OWASP universe. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's volunteers that are making this stuff come together because you love security, you love helping other people learn and help yeah. other people get better. So thank you for all the efforts you're putting into this. And uh, we look forward to future versions of Multijuicer as you get that dashboard, <laughs> you get other things in here that's exciting for us as well as practitioners. So thank you very much for sharing with us today. Yeah, thank you for having me. It was a really nice time. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Application Security Podcast. You'll find the show on Twitter at AppSec Podcast or on the web at www.securityjourney.com slash application dash security dash podcast. You can also find Chris on Twitter at EdgeRoute and Robert at Robert Hurlbutt. Remember, security is a journey, not a destination.